On today's episode of Coffee on Leadership, I cannot wait for you to hear from Jessica Fujimoto. She is a strategist for a marketing agency that serves nonprofits, but has literally done it all. She's a relational leader who knows how to solve problems. In fact, she's one of those people that Coffee on Leadership wouldn't be where it is now if it weren't for her. She came to one of my early events. We went out to coffee shortly after, and she gave me such valuable feedback for how to be strategic in the leader development space. Now, if the transitions in today's episode seem a little choppy at times, that's because I could talk to Jessica about leadership all day long. And so for the sake of time and keeping these episodes short and sweet, like I always promise, I cut down a lot of my talking and transition time. So let's jump into the episode. I hope today you hear from Jess and think of ways to solve problems and learn and grow so that you can level up your leadership and get to the next place you want to get to. Welcome to the Coffee on Leadership podcast. I'm Shaylee Trentum, a higher education practitioner and professor turned consultant, guiding leaders in cultivating creativity and wholeness through learning and development. And this podcast is a whole lot of that, fit into short segments you can listen to over a cup of coffee. Meet me here as I design conversations around leadership that you can authentically integrate into the spaces where you lead and have impact. Cheers. You are a person that supports others so well and you're so gifted in what you do so I wanted to make sure that our we could bring you on and have a conversation about your leadership and your journey in the last couple years because you've made really major moves in your leadership Mm -hmm. and as somebody on the outside who has watched I am just consistently so impressed by how you do it with grace and you lean into all of the parts of your leadership that you are so strong in, you know, your strengths, you know, who you are, you know, what you bring to a team and how to lead a team. And so I would love if you could kind of kick this off by sharing a little bit about that process of leadership growth as you've made these major jumps. Yeah, it's definitely been a wild ride. (laughs) And (laughs) I would say, honestly, so much of my leadership evolution really actually did start in that coffee on leadership session that we did at your house. I have always been so, so blessed to have had some incredible examples of leadership in my career. And I have made sure to take time to to really, truly watch them and to learn from them and build relationships with them so that, you know, they have kind of been this voice around me as I'm making decisions and, um, you know, really kind of pursuing my own next steps. And so I really feel like I am jumping on top of shoulders that have Mm -hmm. built really great pathways for me that I couldn't have truly built myself. So I'm very lucky in that. And I'll say, you know, as we get into it, those are some of my best tips. So get them right out the gate. But (laughs) to to really like hone in on kind of how I've had these transitions these past few years, I've always had this feeling inside that there's more for me to give. Mm -hmm. And everywhere that I have been, every company or nonprofit that I've worked with, I kind of choose what I want to learn in that role. So I've kind of gone into, I started out at World Vision and, and I was there to learn what giving back to the world and, you know, being this nonprofit marketer slash we were doing microloans for people all across the world 
it was just thrilling and I learned so, so much, but it really was where I found like a piece of my soul in using business skills to give back to the world. And so I would say foundationally that really launched kind of the rest of my career. And I actually found an incredible mentor there who is still part of my life and like little, you know, we kind of check in with each other every couple of years now, but that really launched me into knowing that I can use my love of business and my love for corporate structure and, you know, just kind of the way that the business world works Mm -hmm. to do good in the world. And so I would say that's my through line if you were to really identify, you know, where I've gone in all these different places. Hmm. But in terms of kind of figuring out what each next step was for my career, and there have been a a few major points, I've always been looking to grow. I try to go in there, figure out what I'm going to learn and learn it and then set more goals for myself. And if that next goal means, okay, I need to go somewhere else like that, I've been open to those opportunities. Right. Um, and I, I would also say like just having an open mind, like you, you know, you're in these uh, companies and you can make them your identity very easily. And I feel like for me as somebody who loves business and loves letting work define me, it can be my greatest strength and absolutely <laughs> my greatest weakness. And I have, I have really learned in the last couple of roles that I've held I can't let work define me. I can't let Mm. my role, my position, any of that define who I am. My work is always going to be excellent because I care about it and I love what I do, um, but I can't let it be my everything. And so as I've had career transitions, that flexibility of knowing, well, maybe something else out there could fit me too, has allowed me to find things that fit me even better than the last roles. You are so strategic, but you also talked about when you let work define you, that can kind of sometimes be a downfall or difficult. So how yeah. are you strategic about setting that down for a minute and building out your personal life? And we know I don't believe work-life balance is a thing. I call it work-life integration. So how, <laughs> how do you uh, find work-life integration and how do you make um, it work so that you're not letting work define you? So good. I'm always looking for great tips on this myself. But for what I have found... It's really about accountability in your personal life and having those checkpoints with people that are most important to you. So my husband is my like biggest cheerleader and supporter. I could absolutely not be who I am today in the work world without his commitment to my career as much as I am committed to his. And so I appreciate his partnership. That really has defined, I think, how we have been able to have so much success is that we really do see each other as equals in this um, world. And he has helped me make big moves and has done the things behind the scenes to make that possible. Yeah. Yeah. One of the questions that I had on our like list to kind of somewhat prep was, I, I mentioned, I was like, tell us how you lead high functioning teams, because you are a person when I think of a leader who knows how to walk into a brand new situation, like you've been handed teams in multiple Mm -hmm. organizational contexts where you have to go in and show up as the leader and rally them and lead them in great work. And you 
do that so well. So tell me a little bit about how you do that. Yeah, well, I, I think hiring smart is really important. So hiring smarter is one of the taglines from a company I worked with long time ago. And I've been so fortunate to be able to hire and work on t- some really like amazingly skilled and passionate people. And I, I think it starts with great people. And mm-hmm. I've been very lucky to have that. But I think as a leader within that space, I would call myself a relational leader. I am very much driven by relationship. And for me, my relational leadership style comes through in my authenticity and my belief that being transparent and honest and just like an open book for my employees and my Mm. team has allowed me to have deep conversations and build relationships that allow me to speak into them. And I really believe that as a manager, it's my job to inspire them and to really show them the possibilities that are at their fingertips, whether that's like in a business email that they're sending to a client, how can you inspire your client and like make them know that we have their back? Mm-hmm. all the way through to helping be an advocate for them in their next great idea for the company and saying like, you can do this. Let me, you know, let me help ask you the questions that you need to get this to the next level. And I have had amazing people do that for me, but mm-hmm. I know that for many of the employees who I have been so fortunate to work with, seeing them find success and seeing them be successful whether that's on my team or in their next career path, I am absolutely committed to their success. And I love seeing them launch into, mm-hmm. you know, their next career positions. And so I think that really drives me. And I think it builds a bond in a team setting to know that somebody has your back. Like you want to do your best work. Like right. if I had somebody who, who I, you know, was working for, who believed in me, like, I am absolutely going to give 110%. I love how you talk about even launching your team into their next career. Cause I think sometimes we can get caught up organizationally with retention <laughs> and yeah. we want to retain our team because we know how many mm-hmm. dollars it costs to turn over a team member. And, or we know that we've put so much work and development into that person. And so we don't want to lose that talent. But yeah. when we begin to look bigger at the bigger picture of the whole health of that employee. And sometimes leaving is a really good thing, like going into totally. that next role or that next challenge. And even if it is at a different organization is better mm. for their success. And so when we're about the people in front of us, we have to be about their long-term growth and development to not just the immediate or not just what benefits us and our totally. bottom line. So you are in the nonprofit space like you well you're not but you deal with coming alongside nonprofits tell us a little bit about like what you do on the daily like how you bring your strategy and your leadership into the daily work that you do thank you yes um I work for uh, an agency a marketing agency and we specifically do fundraising and marketing for nonprofits so I work with a subset within that of rescue missions and homeless shelters across the nation that are providing shelter and long-term services and care and meals and all kinds of programs for those who are either living on the edge of homelessness or are currently find themselves in the midst of being homeless. It's a, it's an incredibly empowering story that we are telling of these people who 
have found a place to kind of rebuild their lives. So I really consider most of my day-to-day to be a consultant or strategist for these organizations. So what is your greatest piece of advice for somebody who resonates with all of that? So to broaden that just a tiny bit, um, just getting next level anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I'll speak, I'll speak a little bit specifically to this world, but next level anywhere. I think self-awareness is key. Like know who you are, know your skills. I think one of the greatest practices actually, Shaylee, that you asked me to do in that coffee meeting was to just literally brain dump every single thing that I'm good at into a page. And I have constantly gone back to that for that self-awareness piece to know, I know that I'm good at this. I know that I can do this. And that has really given me the confidence to reach to the next level. So I think self-awareness is key. I think that confidence, but relationship, find your champions, find those people within your organization or in the organization you want to get to that can be a champion or an advocate for you. Yes. Um, that is like and the best advice it's right there. Key. It's Find huge. Find champions. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, I, it cannot be like minimized in any way. Like you have to be willing to pursue relationships with people who are above you or beside you to have them help you. Right. <laughs> um, right. And that's what we're all there to, to do for others too. And, mm-hmm. and you'll see how it works and be that for somebody else. Right. And then be flexible. I think you can, it's easy to lock yourself into the idea of what that next step is, but you, but the reality of it could look totally different. I mean, yes. I had a, I had a career change in between like being in higher education, nonprofit development for five years in to interior design and honestly I never thought I would go there and never thought I would leave it as quickly as I did but to be totally honest I learned so much and my flexibility within that time really helped to grow me and I was aware of the changes that were happening inside of me and Mm. it made me an even better leader for this role that I'm in right now and I honestly can tell you I can see myself here for a very long time so that flexibility of like okay, this may not look exactly like I wanted, but it might be even better mm-hmm. than, than what I was expecting. And then lastly, be a problem solver. So if you want to be like seen in the organization that you're at, be a problem solver. Find mm-hmm. the areas that you can impact with the skills that you have identified that you are good at and solve those problems. Use your advocates to help you pursue those and push those to the right people, but solve problems and Mm. you will get noticed. You will get credit sometimes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, but you will, you will get noticed even if you don't get the credit. Someone will notice. Yes. And be, so always be looking out for the problems that you can solve. For me, so many of the problems that I have solved that have elevated me have been technology related. And it's so interesting. And this is like one big thing that I've kind of been thinking through in my role right now. Change in technology causes a lot of disruption. But if you are flexible and are able to pivot and are able to teach yourself and, you know, like be intentional about growing specifically related to technology 
and, you know, how to do things more efficiently using technology, you will grow. Like there is an unlimited amount of growth, especially in like corporate structures and especially in some of these larger organizations, because it is hard to get adoption of a lot of those skills at a higher level. And so you can bring your problem solving skills and your tactical skills to the forefront and make change. That is such great advice. It is possible to teach yourselves these systems and to get ahead of those around you if you're intentional about setting goals for yourself on what you want to learn. So pick something, pick, you know, a couple of things a year and learn them and, you know, take time and and make it part of your job, (laughs) you know, like truly make it part of your job. Jess, you are wonderful and amazing and so talented. And I am so happy that people listening to Coffee on Leadership get to hear your wisdom as you just are a person who really lives all of this out. Like those tips that you gave aren't just tips that you're like, yeah, this might work for you. Like these are tips that you have built into your own leadership. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Totally. Well, thanks for having me. And honestly, I am a huge fan of you. So (laughs) you keep doing what you're doing. I've loved it. Thanks for listening to the Coffee on Leadership podcast. Take a few moments to reflect on how you will integrate today's episode into your life and let me know if it was helpful to your leadership. Reach out, visit my website, or leave a comment. And don't forget to share with colleagues and subscribe for future learning. Until our next cup of coffee together, cheers.